Hi guys and welcome to Circles and Spaces. My name is Azande and I'm joined here by Dan. Circles and Spaces is a number one a podcast but also a gathering for youth leaders or people that care and love this generation called Gen Z. Dan, why don't you take it away? Who do we have with us today? Yeah, thanks, Zande. With us, we've got some very special guests flown in all the way from Singapore to be with us. We've got Pastor Lynette and we have got Valerie. How are you guys doing? Hi, we're doing great. (laughs) Hi there. So, uh, Pastor Lynette, you are the youth pastor of Heart of God Church in Singapore. And we're going to find out loads about this youth ministry because I heard so many things. And Valerie, it is your birthday today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Valerie. Would you like Azande to sing you the Amy Winehouse song about Valerie? Of course, do it. Why don't you come on over, Valerie? (laughs) (laughs) Not just a presenter, a singer as well. Uh, And we've also found out today that your nickname Mm -hmm. is uh, Fifi. So I'm called Fifi for friends. So Fifi, and that's your middle name? Valerie is a formal name. It's a very formal. Okay, so we're going with Fifi. For formal settings. If you want to call me by my middle name, it's Ashford. That's really difficult. (laughs) Let's go with Dan. And it's quite formal, actually. What's your middle name, Zande? My middle name is Amanda. Oh. Oh. That sounds so sweet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no. I feel as if you guys are really fun youth leaders. Um, I hear you guys hit up Billie Eilish. Last night, right? You did, didn't you? <laughs> yes, yes, market yes, we research. did. Yes. Market, uh, we had to do market. Guys, research. at the time of your lives, yeah, what's your favorite Billie Eilish song? Happier than ever. Great song, <laughs> Fifi. Um, I have one that says, um, "You could see me in a crown or something." You could see me in the crown. Oh, yeah, go no, Fifi! <laughs> okay, we love, we love yeah. more, more of yeah. that to come. Um, so, Pastor Lynette, Fifi, you guys actually grew up. In the church that you now lead the the young people of, yes, is that is yes, that correct? That's right. Um, so I just want to know because we're always trying to understand and learn, and and just people that are listening in want to know how other people are doing it. So um, talk to us about Heart of God Church Youth. What like what's the story? What's what's been going on? What's happening? What's God doing? What's God doing in you guys? Yeah, yeah. Let us know what's happening. Yeah, so Heart of God Church, we are predominantly a youth church. Um, many of us are youths. And after 22 years of running the church, our average age is still 22. So if you Whoa. understand church stats and history, um, yeah, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. No. <laughs> yeah, so if we are really, really focused on young people. We are all about young people in our church. Yes. Fifi, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, so one of the things that I would say it's almost like a mantra in our church. We say that generations is not replacements, but reinforcements. So no matter how old you are, we are always trying to look for a younger generation to just train in our church. So that's the cool thing that um, it's something that's enforced by our senior pastor. So I know I spoke to Dan about it once when we were having coffee with some friends. And I was sharing that one of the, the things our senior pastor would do is she would go to every single ministry and she would ask them, how old is the youngest crew in your ministry? And you know, when we say something like, oh, he's about 19 years old, she's like, that's too old. You've got to look for something, someone younger. So for example, on our worship team right now, we actually have uh, people who are 13 years old that are serving God. We have a keyboardist that's 11 years old and we're always trying to find places to deploy them into. So even in our, our lights ministry, media ministry, I heard, I, I think just one month ago, I heard there's a new 12 or 13 year old 
media IC that just came in. And he's like the guy calling the shots in the media room for Love. eight ministries. And, and a lot of it comes with a lot of silly mistakes like what you've heard we've got into in the past. But the good thing now is you have trainers that have gone through the mistakes themselves. They know how to look out for the new 12-year-old and said, don't touch that button. It's mm. going to trigger something in the service that you don't want to see. Mm. And, and that becomes the fun part because the 12-year-old feels like, hey, I, I'm empowered. I am the reinforcements here for the generation that's above me. So that's really cool. And, and that's kind of what we built in the whole church. Yeah. I love that. So cool. So let's, um, let's go there a bit more because um, across the globe, it'd be very different in different churches. Some would say they find it really easy to involve young people and uh, create a space for them to serve. Mm-hmm. Some would say it's like their biggest struggle. Like number one, young people just don't want to be involved. Number two, they don't know how to get young people involved. Now, when I see a Heart of God church in Singapore and I look at uh, what you guys are creating, you're a very creative church. Yeah. And for me, like researching this generation, they've been called the super creatives because mm-hmm. they can create such a fast pace through their phone yeah, and yeah. YouTube tutorials, etc. So I can see it looks to me like you're creating spaces for them to get involved and serve. Like That's not, all right, not yes. your typical sort of, I guess, church with like a welcome team, a host team and a worship team. It seems like a lot more. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about that? How did that happen? And what sort of spaces are you giving for young people to serve? Yeah, yeah. I think um, many times, uh, you know, when, when people look at a situation and they see a need, that is just level one of seeing being able to see a need to spot a need but i think there there needs to come up to a new level another level where they see that they can actually contribute to that need so what we do is that we really go to every youth like in the youth services in in the youth groups we will share with them that hey you know more than just more than just um you seeing all these needs, but we need you. We want you. You have the the skill set to contribute in this area. So we literally go down to every youth and call out their gifts. Like, hey, you're so creative in this area. You should join the, the visual media ministry. Um, you're so musical. You should come and join the worship team. You should you should be part of the, the music department, the worship department. And some of them, they... They are not artistic, they are not creative, but they are highly administrative. Right. You should administrate for the, the youth camp, <laughs> the upcoming youth camp. You can, you can tabulate, you can administrate for the entire camp. So, you know, one of the things that we always tell the youth is, we want youth, we need you. Wow. Yeah, we need you. We need you to join us in our ministry. We need you to be a part of us. And is that what happened with you guys when you were young? Yeah. Did someone see the potential in you guys and give you opportunity? Yeah, definitely. I think for both of us, we had different areas that we were skilled in and we kind of were interested in. So we were given opportunities in different places right from the start. Of course, both of us love music. That's how we ended up watching a concert together. But, <laughs> you know, there were also other things. Like for, for myself, I was... I'm quite easily distracted. Like I like to... I can look at something for like like three seconds and then I look at something else and I get distracted by it. And I think that's what my pastors noticed I was like as well. And she found areas to put me into that could use that to the strength of whatever that I had. But I, I mean, just, just to touch a little bit more about that, I think one of the things that is unique about what we are doing is it's kind of like, you know how sometimes as a church, we like to put on a performance or we put on something and we expect the youth to watch from afar and enjoy it. But think about it as if you have a young kid, um, would he rather play soccer himself or watch people play soccer? Right. You know, if you, he would be the first one who say, I want to kick that soccer ball. Yeah. I want to get in, the, in there and play myself. 
But yet the funny thing in, in church is that we tend to put on something and we expect the youth to watch us and be happy just standing there and saying, yeah. hey, you did a great job. Yeah. But most of the time they want to be involved. So what happened with us was our pastors came to us and literally told us, you can be involved and you can be doing something like that. So for me, I started, um, even when I was a one-year-old Christian, I remember my leaders in church told me that, hey, you are already one-year-old in church. You have been coming regularly right now. So you can take care of the new person that just came one week ago because you are already more experienced than the person that just came. So because of that, I was like, okay, I am now the experienced person. I need to know what to say. And that's how they trained me to do things like Bible studies. They taught me things like, how do you take care of a new friend? How do you not bother them too much to keep coming back to tell them just about church? And, and that's how we pick up a lot of things. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So um, even for my own personal story, so when I was, um, so I started out as a singer on a worship team, right? So I was just a backup vocalist. Um, then I remember one day when I was 14 years old, um, I, it was after school. So I was coming out of my school. I was going to get onto the school bus. Um, then I received a call from Pastor Lear and she, she called me and she asked me, she said, hey, Lynette, so do you have a dream to be a worship leader? It was a really random call. <laughs> so I said, yeah, yeah, I, I do. Yes, I, I wish to be a worship leader one day. Then the next question to me was, so when do you, when do you see yourself becoming a worship leader? So I said, oh, um, maybe when I'm much older, like when I'm 18 years old or 20 years old. Then she said, oh, okay, how about right now? I said, what, now at 14? <laughs> She's like, yeah why don't you be a worship leader uh, and I'm going to train you, I'm going to help you to be good at what you're doing. So do you want to be a worship leader? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, at 14 years old, on the bus, I said, uh, okay. <laughs> and the next thing I knew, she was, she was training me, she met me, she, I was put through an entire training. So um, I was worship leading, not in a small service, but it was in the main service. And, and I was just not just thrown onto stage like that, but there was a lot of training. She was helping me off stage. She was teaching me how to flow in the presence of God and, and all of that. Very yeah. cool. So it was a lot of hand-holding, a lot of training that, that helped us. So even though we were much younger, um, we knew that there was a need in church. We knew that we actually had something that we could contribute. And, that, and at the same time, there was a lot of training that came alongside it, yeah. So ladies, um, one, of the, one of the really fundamental things for me growing up was that I remember like being on every sport team, like hockey, rugby, tennis, netball. And it was purely because like all my coaches were just like, come and join this team. And sometimes I was amazing, like, and did really well. And sometimes I was like really bad. And I was like, this is not for me. And I love that what you guys are creating is a space for young people to fail in a safe way. Like, it's okay if yeah. you, you don't get it right. It's okay if, you know, it doesn't look the way that we intended it to. What we really wanted was for you to be a part of it. Yeah. So, how, like, how do you actually, like, pastor young people in that then? Because sometimes there's, there is, like, this ultimate fear of not doing it well and then once you don't think you've done it well then feeling like you can't go back um and the shame and the you know the guilt of letting you guys down letting everyone down and the pressure and all of those kind of things like how do you guys navigate that with your young people one thing for sure is that um we always celebrate them when they do well great we make sure that we will in our debrief we always tell them what they did right mm. yeah i think that's one thing sometimes young people they only know what they do wrong um, but 
we got to celebrate their their successes we got to celebrate their their progress mm. yes so with that of course there are times that we have to correct them yes yes and and in our church we teach them right from the start we always share with them that correction is not rejection so i may be correcting you right now but i'm not rejecting you right. as a person we still love you. We value you. We see what God has in store for you. So I'm just correcting you so that you can go into and grow into the fullest potential that you have in Jesus. Mm. Yeah. So that's one big thing that we always tell them. Correction is not rejection. And yes, we may, we may have crashed a service or two. We may have crashed an altar call or two. Great. But it doesn't change a single thing of about our value in God. Yeah. Yeah. Fifi. Um, and just to add to that, I think one of the things that we focus more on is not the outcome of the event, mm. but the process of what has gone through that when you're going through the event. Because a lot of times, a lot of the things that we do in church require skills. Yes. But what we disciple and we are strong about is your character and your attitude. So a lot of times you may have failed because you don't have the skills, that's fine. But if you failed because you came late, yeah. That is a character issue. Yeah. If you failed because you didn't practice hard enough for your, your role on the worship team, yeah. that is an attitude issue. So a lot of times we differentiate between wow. what to be strong about and what not to be strong about. So a lot of times we can tell that you can fail at doing badly in your sharing. That's fine. But sure. if you worked hard enough, in a, we celebrate that part of you. So I know of this girl in our church. She's right now in her 30s. But she, she probably went through 10 different ministries just to be able to find finally her role that she was really flourishing in. Yes. But in, in being through 10 different ministries, I remember there are times that we got frustrated because we realized, hey, this is not the skill set that she has mm. to do what she's doing. And sometimes as leaders, we got to ev evaluate as well. Like maybe we're just throwing people into a place that is not suitable for them. They have yeah. a gifting in a different area. Yeah. So we tell them as well. I like say, hey, you know what? We are trying this out. We don't know whether it's going to work out. And you communicate to us and tell us, is this what you enjoy doing? Do you see your gifting in this area? Yeah. And through that, we also teach them it's a, it's a process of growing. So maybe in this next six months, we need manpower in this ministry but it doesn't mean that you have to stay here for six months later. So we would, as leaders, we have to remember that because we wow. told them six months ago, I'm trying you out in this area. And after that, I am going to look for somebody else to replace you. Mm. But that person also feels like, hey, you know what? Even if I fail, I am filling a need in the church. Yes. I am trying to do something to the best of my abilities. Yeah. So, you know, to them, they feel that even if they failed at it, even if they were, were not good at it, yeah. this is part of serving God. You know, yeah. I am building my character. I'm building my attitude through that. And after that, hey, let's go on to the next ministry because your gifting is somewhere else. I love that. And I think that's such an important thing where it's like, it's not about like you, you are t attaching your identity to this thing that we've asked you that's to right. steward. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. hey, you're doing this for now and God's going to use you somewhere else in the church. And that's great, you know, and we're going to yeah. journey with you. Um, but ladies, you are so so inspiring we the reason why you're here is because we've been inspired by you and i feel as Thank if so you. many people would would probably want to like know how to get in contact with pastor lynette and fifi um how can we find you like if we're looking for heart of god church like where like how can we find you so if you are a gen z a millennial look for us on instagram love <laughs> <laughs> if you're a boomer, look for us on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> We're available that for all age group. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so look for... 
you can look look us up on Instagram um, at HOGC or at HOGC Youth. Yeah. And, and I wanted to add on, I think a lot of what we shared, actually our pastors have written a book and it's really about the journey of our church for the past 20 years, both our successes and our failures. So a lot of wow. what we cannot talk about in this current podcast, you can read about it. There's a special chapter there called Heartbreaks that you can read about just to know how I, I believe many pastors and even youth leaders, when you pastor young people, you go through many heartbreaks yeah. as well. And so you can read about it in that book. So you can search online like Generations Book. We yes. actually have a website as well, Generations MVNT, like movement.com. Right. And this is where you can find the book. Yes, okay. you can find the book. And we can we can probably make an arrangement that maybe we can do a discount or something for you guys. Wow. So that you guys Generosity. Can. Because we like you. Oh. <laughs> yes. The ladies. We like, it's we like you, Zen. Oh, <laughs> uh, we open oh, good friends, guys. right? That's why I'm calling you guys, Zen. Guys, we've become very good friends here. The girls are here today. It's a good time. Oh, um, yes, we won't forget Dan as well. We're kind Dan, of Dan, we love Dan. <laughs> we love Dan. Shout out to Dan. Yes. Um Thank you so much for joining us. It's been amazing. What a treat. Um, guys, if Thank you've enjoyed you. this uh, episode of the podcast with uh, Pastor Lynette and Fifi, let us know. We would love to hear from you. We want to know all about what's going on in your world. Send us some voice notes. We need our DMs to blow up again. Okay. We haven't been ha having as many DMs recently. We want more. We want your voice notes. We want to know your successes, your failures, all of the things. And yeah, check us out on Alpha Youth on uh, social media. Subscribe follow all of the things but we hope you've enjoyed today's episode and we'll see you soon <laughs>